to our very first episode of Ring Ring. We're so glad to have you here and we hope you got a chance to listen to our intro. If you haven't, if you haven't really, I don't think you're missing anything, but you know, if you want to listen to it, it's available. I feel like they're missing something if they haven't listened to it. So I would like to um, Mm -hmm. propose that they go listen to it right this second, like pause and go and then go back and then come back. You know, people say that all the time, but do you think anyone actually does that? Because when someone tells me that, I just, I'll just click out of the entire thing. What do you mean you'll click out of the <laughs> I just continue. There's no need to click out of the entire thing. I get pissed. But anyways, yeah. Okay. Go listen to our intro episode. It's very short. It's like a minute. So, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, we're open to suggestions, criticism, anything, whatever you think. Be gentle with the criticism, please. Yeah, please, please. Because we're going to tell you what our type is and we don't really deal with... We're not very good when it comes to... No, we're not bad with... Anyways. (laughs) We'll see. To be revealed in this episode. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was a very long intro. So I'm Mutoni. I'm Vanessa. And yeah, this is our very first episode. Yeah. Glad you could join us. <laughs> so, Vanessa, what are we starting with? We, this episode, are starting with um, the foundations, if you will, of the podcast, which is mm-hmm. the Enneagram. What is the Enneagram, you might ask? And that is a very good question. And we're about to answer that question for you. Okay, before you answer the question, I know we have a few notes written down so we like know what to say that's correct. But when someone asks you and you don't have all of this, how do you explain the Enneagram like in your own words? I just say, so my thing is I say it's a personality test, but that throws some people off because some people hate being put in a box. So I say it's a personality test and then they're like, oh, I don't know about it like or they're like oh like um the MBTI test and then I'm like no but it tells you about your soul and why you are the way you are <laughs> and I start to like get very emotional about it so yeah how do you explain it to people for me I just say it's a personality test and that's where I stop okay like I don't that's fair elaborate on anything I start like so. sometimes I tear up honestly because I feel it's very it's very helpful for me and I want other people to feel the same way so I want so badly to sell it to someone that I mm-hmm. yeah I maybe overdo it and I mean it works for me so I think you're doing a good job this is true this is true <laughs> okay so yeah so we'll go into our definitions okay um, um let's start with type one so first of all the Enneagram um is nine types uh, yeah. of personalities so you can be types one to nine and each type has their own specific things that they're hung up on that they fear that they want to achieve that they avoid that they desire they have a way that they are at their best if they're functioning to the best of their cap- uh, capabilities and then they have um the way that they are at their worst which is when yeah all your core fears are 
driving you crazy. Um, <laughs> and that, yeah, I feel like the extreme ends. I don't know, Muteni, if you remember reading on the Enneagram Institute website with the uh-huh. extreme, like, low levels. And then it goes into, like, schizophrenia and, like, all these yeah. crazy things. And it's just like, yeah. is that not... So what I know from type one is mostly from this song, honestly, that I really like. And so I think that, and the song is called One. By (laughs) Sleeping at Last. By Sleeping at Last. And so I just know that type ones are perfectionists is what I interpreted. They they believe that they can do anything. Mm -hmm. Is that true? I, to a certain extent, they believe that they can do things the way they are meant to be done. And mm-hmm. but at the same time, um, they are critical because they have such high standards of themselves. They're also very mm-hmm. self-critical. Um, mm-hmm. So in like in the background of feeling like I must do things the way they need to be done, there's the background fear of not being able to do that and of being yeah. the way. Um, this website explains it is of being a, a, a fear of being defective or corrupt or evil in some way. So mm-hmm. you can't live up to the high moral standards that you have for yourself. Um, and then their basic desire then is to be good, to have integrity and to be balanced. And um, another thing, they have a strong sense of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're always, yeah, like you mentioned, they're always trying to, make things better or improve things Mm. i guess get things to um how they're supposed to be yeah and i think but how do they how do you decide how something is supposed to be i think they just have an internal sense it's it's also based on external factors so mutani we have um an uncle who shall not be Mm -hmm. named because we're maintaining people's privacy (laughs) who gets a very um like serious about the way that a dishwasher should be set or um, the way that recycling like putting the correct recycling in the correct bins where Mm. other people are not as strict like he's almost like too strict I wouldn't say too strict because I love ones for the fact that they will do things the way that they're supposed to be done and they'll be trying to improve things whereas like we Mm. don't some of us like slack and don't really understand like oh yeah like this is the most efficient way to set the dishwasher and it will mean that like um I don't know I don't know I I really I'm not a dishwasher person but basically (laughs) it will mean that um the dishes will be washed the way they're supposed to be washed and there won't be any residue left or any things that aren't washed correctly and then with the recycling as well, like this is the most efficient way to do it so that it helps the environment. So, you know, like that sense is coming, mm-hmm. I guess, from, I think, you know what it is? I think they test how things can be done in the best way. And then once they get to the right way, they stick with that and try to teach everyone else to do it that way as well. So like, Whereas you and I might do something and then not really try like a hundred other ways to do it. I feel like a type one would probably do things very many different ways to try and figure out what the best way to do it is or read up about so many different Mm -hmm. ways of doing things. And that's where that sense, I feel like of right and wrong. It's like, this Mm -hmm. is right because I know it's right because I've researched it and I've tried it out. And this is wrong because I know it's wrong because I've tried it out or researched it. (laughs) 
and I think that's good. That's a good um, thing to have because for me, I just find the easiest way. That, and the way that works for me, the, the first, the first thing that works for me is going to be the only thing that works for me. Exactly. That I know of. So me too. Yeah. Me too. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, there. So that's type one, yeah. and then there's type two. Mm-hmm. What do you know about type, type two? Type two is one of my favorite. Type two is one of my favorite. Type two is the helper. Me too. And type twos kind of like remind okay how I describe a type two is like a grandmas or moms I guess I'm just imagining women but obviously even men can be type twos um and also non-binary people <laughs> so type twos are very empathetic they're sincere they're warm-hearted Vanessa you can add on I think type twos are like the sweethearts of the Enneagram honestly for me yeah. I'm just like they're so nice and so generous and so like giving of themselves and so friendly and they're the kind of people that you want to have um, around all the time. Their basic fear though is of being unwanted and unworthy of being loved. So Mm -hmm. underneath all the niceness and generosity, there's this feeling of like, if I don't do this, then I won't be loved or I won't be wanted by the people around me. Which means that like, when they're more unhealthy, they get uh, sentimental, flattering, um, and people-pleasing to a point mm-hmm. that it's not that healthy for them. Um, so, And then they can also start to do things in order to be needed by other people. Um, mm-hmm. And then can also have problems with being possessive and uh, with also not acknowledging their own needs and trying to mm-hmm. focus on other people instead of focusing on themselves when they might need to focus on themselves. So mm-hmm. that's where they might get unhealthy. But honestly, at their best, they're very like unselfish. Um, they have unconditional love for everyone. They really just, I don't know, they just brighten up everything, you know? Yeah, type twos, type twos are amazing. But from my perspective, I've known an unhealthy type two and also healthy ones. Mm-hmm. And I guess in the middle who just don't know very well, because there's some type twos that will go out of their way to help and it's nice. Mm-hmm. And But then, yeah, they're neglecting themselves. Mm-hmm. And then another type two, a type two person is someone who, if you ever, if you, I don't know if this is something that's relatable by everyone, <laughs> but if you've ever made like a friend and then you just ended up not really liking that friend. Yeah. But then now this friend starts giving you gifts and like just always like always helping you for no reason and giving you things when it's like when they see you kind of like mm-hmm. like draw back. Yeah. So yeah, that's another unhealthy thing I think type twos would do. Like they want they they seem kind of desperate. I that's a bit deep, but I will <laughs> say that could also be a type six. Type six has similar tendencies. So huh. when we get to type six, we'll talk about that. But yeah, yeah, that's definitely one of the things that could be type six. So type three is the I achiever. Type... I feel I always describe type threes as the Beyonces of the world. <laughs> yeah. Because there's no one else that fits this <laughs> description so perfectly. That's the perfect description. Like, we, we, yeah, we're going to do um, celebrity types. But I think we can all agree that Beyonce is a type three. Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> argument. Um, so type threes are the charming, self-assured, competent, ambitious, energetic people. Um, they 
can be, when unhealthy, very status conscious, uh, very concerned with how they look, with their image, and what others think of them. They can become workaholics. They can become super competitive in an unhealthy way. But um, at their best, what are they? What are they? The type threes? Mm-hmm. Hmm. At their best, they are self-assured. They don't need anyone to tell them anything. They know they're the mm-hmm. best. They are <laughs> diplomatic. They're charming. Um, <laughs> they're self their best are self-accepting authentic they're everything they seem to be role models who inspire others you know like honestly obama feels like a type you know what though people say obama was a nine i know it well he did the opposite of keep peace in the middle east but let's get get inspired (laughs) so Type three's basic fear is of being worthless, and that's why they're so driven. They almost feel like they have to to achieve their basic desire of feeling valuable and worthwhile. They have to constantly work and constantly produce and achieve so that they can be seen as having worth, um, which is, it's so tragic when you think about it. But at the same time, I think we have, we all have a little bit of that in us, like we think we have to do something to be loved or to have worth Mm -hmm. whether it's for the type twos like being um just being very loving with other people they think that's what they need to do to have worth or type ones Mm -hmm. they feel they have to essentially be perfect and very you know integrity filled and good um to have worth and then for the type threes they feel they have to achieve mm-hmm. yeah so type four is the individualist type fours um at their best they're inspired and highly creative um they're able to renew themselves and transform their experiences type four to me seems like an artist type four is the artist type four is the artist of the enneagram a hundred percent I yeah. live with a type four and I can confirm <laughs> they're, they're very um, just genuinely emotionally honest, creative, um, mm-hmm. very feeling. They feel almost like they, I mean, from the title individualist, that they're somehow exempt from ordinary ways of living, that they're special, that they're meant for more than the rest mm-hmm. of us. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't put it that way, but they do have a so, sense of like their specialness. Wait, were you going to say something? I was going to say something, but I don't think it's right because I was going to say, so do you think type fours would be like the kids who are popular in school because they think they're like, you know, the shit, but I don't think no, so. No, they could be, but also they couldn't be. Type fours, I yeah. feel, are the ones who would like randomly be walking around barefoot in a place when everyone else is wearing yeah. shoes you know like they're just like why are you guys in a herd and why are you like sheep following each other like why can't you live life for yourself and think for yourself yeah <laughs> i think that's that's the type four um so their basic desire is to find themselves and to find their significance mm-hmm. essentially to create an identity for themselves 
because their basic fear is they have no identity or no personal significance. Does that like appeal to you? Do you feel like sometimes you have no identity? I I wonder like for the nines, not to like jump ahead, but I wonder if the nines mm-hmm. have a bit of each of the types. They always say like because the nine sits at yeah, the top. Yeah, they always say that. Right? Yeah. So do you relate to so the I type think... four at all? Yeah. 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 I relate to the um the fear that they have no identity just because nines always like hide their true identity their whole lives. So <laughs> like or fall asleep actually, to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We don't pay attention to ourselves as much. So I guess it's not fear to have no identity because I'm not sure that I care that much. Mm. But um yeah, I don't think I relate to type <laughs> no. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Do you do you feel like you relate to type four? I I had a brief crisis where I was like, "Am I a type mm-hmm. four? Because I Why? I think that I feel so. Type fours are very artistic and very creative and very individualist. Yes, but they're also mm-hmm. um, and we'll get to this maybe in a later episode. They they withdraw like when something is wrong their instinct is to withdraw Mm -hmm. and that's type fours type fives and type nines have the same instinct in the enneagram Mm -hmm. um what is it called enneagram system (laughs) yeah um so i think that i do relate to the self-aware sensitive and reserved creative part of them I don't think I relate to their basic fear of having no identity or personal significance, but I do feel that sometimes. Like, it comes up sometimes. And I do mm-hmm. go through life wanting to find myself. So, And I feel like that's something that all the types might... Relate to? Go through, yeah. Relate to. I think so, too. Although I don't think, I don't think type 8 would because they're so confident <laughs> in who they are. So but I maybe they're only them. outwardly confident in who they are. Maybe. You know? Well, we'll find out Ooh. soon. I wanted to also oh. mention the key motivations of type fours because I really like oh, them. Yes. They want to express themselves and their individuality and they want to create and surround themselves with beauty, which is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and they want to maintain certain moods and feelings. See, um, that and- as a type nine, I relate to. You know when you want to just yeah. stay peaceful, steady, stable? Yeah. Yeah, they want to stay stable, maintain the same moods and feelings, and not have any stress. And then they also want to withdraw and protect their self-image. Mm. Yeah. That is them. Indeed. Okay, so type five, who is the investigator? Tell us about them. Ooh. <laughs> the investigator. Ooh. Type fives. Okay, I'm just speaking from my own words. Type fives, I think, are people who are very curious and they like learning mm-hmm. um and they're always asking why like type five are the people who like see a mirror and be like why does it have a reflection <laughs> Which, that is a really good question <laughs> yo for real i'm not going to be thinking why <laughs> i'm not trying to think about why? it also like how actually oh my god <laughs> I'm like, no, how did they come up with mirrors? Because, like, did they stare reflections in water? And then they were like, oh, I want to have that all the time instead of going to, like, a pond or a body of water. Yeah. So, but then how did... Anyway. Um, I am 
yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> offline for the rest of this podcast. In my mind, just know mentally, I am thinking about my reflections. <laughs> so Vanessa will be here, but she's not mm-hmm. actually here for the rest mm-hmm. of this podcast. Thanks for your understanding. <laughs> yeah, they're insightful and curious. They're able to concentrate and focus on developing complex ideas and skills. They're very independent you know, innovative and inventive. So I think type fives are like the geniuses of the world, honestly. Like the the geniuses who sometimes might become recluses that you that almost seem crazy sometimes, you know, like because mm-hmm. they're so genius that will just be muttering mathematical concepts to themselves and like investigating all these different things. I feel that's type fives. Although type fives could also be the people that are like um, deep sea diving all the time to try and find out um, about all the different species of fish mm-hmm. that live in the ocean. I yeah. like there's just such, yeah, investigators of the world. Um, and I find such people interesting because they, they know so many useless things, but it's just good to know. I those actually things. think like I have like two of my best friends are type fives. And I think I, yeah, I really love type fives. <laughs> they love yeah. them. Um, but the possibly bad side of them is that they have mm-hmm. um, a tendency sometimes to become detached, high, strung, and intense. They can isolate themselves um, and not really engage with the world in the way that the rest of us are. Uh, and that, mm-hmm. I, as a type 9, again, I relate to. <laughs> but um, but for type 5s, their basic fear is of being useless, helpless, or incapable in some, in some way. And their basic desire is to be capable and competent. They want to know. It's almost like the motto of uh, knowledge is power. Like they want to know things so that they're equipped to live life essentially like that's yeah. I, I think essentially where it comes from and they want to know how to do things and just be able to sustain themselves <laughs> yeah yeah like most type fives you, you meet will be independent yeah. and they won't want to be they don't want to feel like they need to exactly. ask for help all right type six yeah. Type six mm-hmm. is the loyalist. Mm-hmm. Um, type six, I recently I recently thought someone in my life was a type two and then realized they were type six. Cause yeah, they're I think they are outwardly it might show up in the same way because even the title the loyalist is um pointing to the fact that type sixes are very loyal in their friend groups. So they will be the friend mm-hmm. that's acting almost type two-ish, very loving towards you, very um, just helpful, very nice. And what you said about the type two um, being unhealthy would also show up in the type six being unhealthy because their basic fear is of being without support or guidance and their basic desire is to have security mm-hmm. and support. If they see you as a person mm-hmm. who can support them, potentially, or if they, mm-hmm. or even the idea that the more friends I have, the more support system I have, they can tend mm-hmm. to, when unhealthy, do the thing where they're almost trying to force you to be their friend, <laughs> even if you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 
it, I because it's almost like they feel unsafe unless they have a herd around mm-hmm. them. Um, but mm-hmm. they are actually um, super reliable, super hardworking, very able to fix problems. They because they're so worried about potential security issues. They foresee mm-hmm. problems before you can even see them, and they solve them. They're able to solve them. Um, they, however, um, can not trust their own opinions and their own ability to solve problems. So they tend to be very stressed out, very cautious, indecisive, but also becoming very rebellious and defensive and evasive and super anxious mm-hmm. they they almost um like the self-doubt within them makes them mm-hmm. seem like they're pushing and pulling you know like they're on one hand like they're very capable very reliable very loving very responsible and then on the other hand it's like oh they don't trust themselves so then they become super anxious and start almost acting out um mm-hmm. but at their best they are um the people who will champion themselves and others they're the people who will support you always there's the mm-hmm. people who will you know like make you feel safe honestly because they see problems mm-hmm. before you see them and they're able to solve them so you don't think that type nines can be like self-motivated i mean type sixes sorry can be like self-motivated and like they need someone to know that someone is i guess watching and paying attention to them for them to like do so this is the thing i think when they're healthier they're definitely able to be um independent and trusting of what they're doing but in less healthy levels they even if they Mm -hmm. know what to do and they know that they know what they what to do they want you to almost um co-sign on their on their solution or their work you know and if you don't yeah. do that, they'll. It's that energy of checking your work five times to make sure you're like, oh, I must have made a problem. I I, I must have made a mistake, you know, like that energy of like okay. I need to check because I feel you know I, I'm not sure about myself. <laughs> I don't trust myself. Okay. But love type sixes, honestly, yes. they are sweethearts. Like all this, I all this self doubt, like uh-huh. comes comes out in anxiety it, it i think it manifests as anxiety and almost just being angry with themselves sometimes as well but outwardly they're always and i think that's why whoever chose the name the loyalist like that's why they chose it i think that's their most defining character like they're so loyal and helpful to you like above everything mm-hmm. that's happening love them <laughs> So type Who seven is the enthusiast. Type seven. I have some friends who are type sevens. I feel like you, you could be a type seven. Let me tell you. I, I will tell you why. Huh. Okay, explain I, like, why. So you are, and again, this is jumping ahead to things that might not make sense right now. But one day, just stick with us for like ten more episodes, <laughs> and you will understand everything. <laughs> but um you're a sexual subtype of type nine and that means Mm -hmm. that you are able to merge with people and I think that Mm -hmm. when I look at your lifestyle and the kinds of things that you do 
you're you have mm. this spontaneous um wanting to experience things energy and they say that like mm-hmm. the sexual subtypes of the nines will almost look like sevens because they're able to get out of their type nine nature of just wanting to be stable and calm and stay by mm-hmm. almost like taking on the energy of the people around them and using that to like go and experience things and do all these things and be more spontaneous and playful and extroverted than type nines usually would be able to be. Okay, I, yeah. I agree okay. with that. I mean, we haven't said what type sevens are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's let's explain what type uh-huh. sevens are. You go. Okay, <laughs> so type sevens are, like she gave you a little bit of a hint, but type sevens are extroverted, they're optimistic, they're spontaneous, you know, playful, like free-spirited, mm-hmm. high-spirited. Um, I don't know if they're practical, but um, they type type sevens like to like experience new things and exciting things like they like they probably mm-hmm. like traveling they probably like mm-hmm. going to like concerts and meeting new people they're very impulsive and they can be very impatient which honestly i agree with <laughs> all these things You're type so seven. <laughs> i relate to type sevens <laughs> um but at their best, they focus their talents on worthwhile goals. They become appreciative, joyous, and satisfied. And then their biggest fear is being deprived and in pain. Huh. Um, their basic desire is to be satisfied and content, to have all their needs fulfilled, which is a nice desire. And I think we all desire but this in life. Is, don't you but at the same time, I, I, I think that for type 7, it's never enough, you know? Because, like, that's, it's always been funny to me that that's their basic desire. Because I, that's my basic desire, essentially. In, like, if you put it in yeah. different words, like, the, the peace and the calm and the, that's also contentment and satisfaction. Yeah. But I feel like sevens are constantly seeking the thing that will satisfy them, you know? That, that new experience, that new mm-hmm. thing that will really like make them content where where they'll be like oh, yeah. you know i've now experienced life like now i can rest oh yeah and like they probably never find it because it's like there's always something right? that you haven't experienced that could I be better so. you know so i understand yeah, you that feel the same way <laughs> I feel the same are way. you a seven <laughs> did we type you too early <laughs> but um but i'm not a seven because I'm just not a seven. <laughs> I feel you have to be open to possibly being a seven. Okay, I'm open to the possibility of being a seven. Like, I understand those things, but I guess also, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever be satisfied. Like, I always want You're something else, but I've been learning how to be. Oh, yeah. No, I also used to feel like, oh, I always wanted something that would finally make me happy. And like this new thing, if I get this thing, then I'll be happy, I'll be happy. But I've been learning to just be happy with what I have. And then when other things come, it's like, yeah, I have more things, but I'm still like, okay, Mm. without those other things. Preach. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where, that's where I am in life right now. So I don't think I'm a type seven. Okay, I mean... I feel some type sevens would feel the same way, but 
let's let we'll get to the nine and see <laughs> i we'll see which one okay type so, eight type eight who is the challenger i so Ooh. i have to confess right in here and right now that i have mm-hmm. a weird bias against type eights i think <laughs> Like whenever I think yes. it's a description of type eights that makes them seem like people I would hate, <laughs> or that or people mm-hmm. that would make me uncomfortable, and I think that's unfair because every time I've seen someone identify with a type eight um, description, I I look at them and I'm like, mm-hmm. but you're not a type eight. Like I don't sense type eight energy from you, and I don't know why I expect type eight energy to be negative, and that's something I need to confront within myself and check myself. <laughs> yeah um, yes i just want to admit that here and now so if you catch me saying anything negative about a type eight just slap me through the (laughs) screen of your device (laughs) i'll remember to do that um so which person have you met that was a type eight but did but didn't act like a type eight or you didn't think was a type eight well more like a friend's do you know any Ooh, that would be type eights? So let me tell you what. Yeah. That are that are type know, eights. I don't know if they are type eights. I don't know about <laughs> celebrities types confirmed. Um, <laughs> let me try and think. No, there's no celebrity that I know who is a type eight, but that the energy, mm-hmm. the type eight energy, is like um, like these. Oh no, I don't know. I just I just quickly looked mm-hmm. up on Google type eight and I guess those are just the first thing that came up, but it seems like a lot of politicians yes, are type that eight. Politician energy seems very type eight mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Because Bernie Sanders but is see, a type Bernie's eight. Bernie's nice, no? Um Bernie's nice, but he's also very energetic, very like this is what I want, this is you know, and that's what type eights are. You they don't have to have like negative things that they yeah. are going for because mlk was also a type eight um donald trump is Ugh. a type eight see this is the things so... i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> um kathy bates from american oh. horror story do you know who that is she's a type eight so i don't know yeah i don't, I don't know really know much about that. her as a person yeah but yeah lots of politicians yeah. are type i feel eights. you need type type eight or three energy to be a politician those are the ones yeah. that will serve you most or and type 8 seem to be very like they believe in yes. themselves they're very confident they think that what they're saying is right and it's That's right what, it doesn't sit right with my spirit <laughs> that's true that's true because they're hard to i guess argue with or try to come to a I middle ground feel, with. okay honestly let me read you the, the description okay because I I feel I can't even just like use my own words. <laughs> I need to read it as it is, so you all can understand why mm-hmm. I'm a bit hesitant about <laughs> type eights. Okay, so type eights: self confident, strong, assertive, protective, resourceful, straight talking, decisive, uh, but can also be egocentric and domineering. And that's the bit that mm-hmm. I start to just fold in on myself but I don't know that's unfair you know because like 
I see in there there's protective and obviously self-confident. Why shouldn't we be self-confident? Why shouldn't we believe in ourselves? <laughs> okay, this whole thing is going to become a thing with me wrestling with type 8. So please, Mutani, can you <laughs> do a <the> description? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, what Vanessa just said. And they typically, they feel like they must control their environment. Okay, I have to add that Vanessa wrote this out, Here's so I don't thing. know no, if she was biased. This one also I wrote out, out exactly like it is on their website because I couldn't add my own thing. Okay. Because I know my bias. Okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah, they're confrontational and intimidating. <laughs> they typically <laughs> they typically have problems with their tempers and with allowing themselves to be vulnerable. Like type type eight, I yes. think would be like alpha males. Doesn't that know? energy like, just mm. make you? Um, yeah, yeah. But also, type eights could also be someone like um, Graham Greta Thunberg, someone who's like, that's very. I true. want to do this, and I'll do, you know. Um, and then their basic fears of being harmed or controlled yeah. by others, and their basic desire is to protect themselves. Um, basically to be in control of their yeah. own life. And that's where and I get some empathy <laughs> for them. Because I think it's that feeling of... Um, we'll go into the topic of childhood wounds at some point. But they say that like mm-hmm. somehow in their childhood, um, they felt like they were being harmed or controlled by someone. And their need is to avoid that feeling forever. Like... To the point where if the, it's almost like the logic is, if I am to avoid being controlled, I must be the controller. And that's what leads that energy, mm-hmm. which isn't bad when it's used in a more healthy sense, because then that energy can be used to control an environment in a positive sense, right? Like direct the energy of a meeting yeah. or um, fight for what's right, fight for justice. But in an unhealthy sense it gets very like dominating a conversation not letting other people speak talking Mm -hmm. about yourself all the time bullying people that's the more unhealthy side but as (laughs) as i said before (laughs) it's unfair of me to focus on the negative (laughs) guys i'm having a mental breakdown (laughs) That's why I'm here to tell you the positive sides of type 8. Although I also don't really like type 8 very much. Because they give me motivational speaker vibes. And I don't know why, but I Tony Robbins is a a type 8. 100%. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. Of course. Okay. Okay. We need to get a type 8 on this podcast to explain. We do. That would be so interesting. But I I don't know know type 8. I don't know if uh-huh. I know her like that, <laughs> but we'll see. I have a friend who I think might be a type eight, so I'll ask him to take the Enneagram okay. test and then I'll let you know. I'll let you guys mm-hmm. know soon. So yeah. Okay. For the moment, <laughs> we've all been waiting for. Wait, is that how you say it? Now, for the moment, we've all been waiting for. <laughs> type. Yes, nine. type nine. The peace the best of the best. <laughs> if you guys have haven't already caught on, we're both type oh. nines. 
Oh, we both Although identify as type nine. Uh, Mutani might leave me and go in the type seven crew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't know that yet. That's I'll have true. to take the test again. So I feel <laughs> for this one, I'll just like w- go with what I feel rather than what's written down because I feel like type nines are just the most <laughs> like calm, peaceful, easygoing, chill creative positive supportive people (laughs) (laughs) all those things are true like i think type nines would be like those people who are like um yeah like spiritual yeah honestly (laughs) someone said jesus was a type nine and i believe it you know yeah yeah i mean hallelujah so yeah (laughs) (laughs) This is very type nine, very type nine energy. Um, and he clearly like let people hang him on a cross. He didn't even fight because he didn't want to like start a conflict. So he is very, very type we nine. Love Jesus. We love Jesus. <laughs> type nines are accepting, they're trusting, and they're stable. But as I just told you all the amazing things about type nine that you couldn't seem to find mm-hmm. to say about type eight, but <laughs> there's no bias. Um they're optimistic, they're supportive, they're, and yeah, like we mentioned earlier, type nines apparently have part of all the other eight types of Enneagram in them, because we're on the top of the Enneagram circle. (laughs) I feel like we should post a picture of what the Enneagram We have podcast notes in which we also link to the Enneagram Institute website. Look out for that. Ooh, wait, this podcast notes where you have to write no, the entire script of the no, podcast. No, no, no. So we have we to like, type out everything you said. In the oh. in the description. You know where we write. Oh, okay, okay. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. About the podcast. Okay. Yeah, so we'll add the picture in the podcast notes. So Yes. Look out for that below. Um Where are we? Yeah, they can be too willing to go to go along with others to keep peace. So type nines avoid conflict. Yep. Like avoid um they want everything to go smooth smoothly and without (laughs) conflict like i just said um (laughs) but they can also tend to be complacent simplifying problems and minimizing more and more i catch myself doing this actually even to you i feel like i've done it to you recently and i'm sorry (laughs) yeah i feel like i also did that to you because i because you asked me like a question about what you thought and since I wasn't on your side I felt like it was wrong to not be on your side but you know at least I told you I wasn't on your side so <laughs> so sweet you're like yeah I'm sorry I'm not on your side yeah but maybe <laughs> <laughs> so but if it was in the past before I learned about this I probably would have just no. been like yeah you're right and I probably would have what found I'm a reason why you're right. Minimizing but this time, upsetting or minimizing problems or like simplifying problems. I think I'm very quick to be like, mm-hmm. oh, that's life. Or like, um, no, but you know, yeah. like, don't don't focus on that. <laughs> like, I'm so quick yeah. to say that. Or like, exactly. it's not that big of a deal. Which is terrible. Yeah. I should listen to people without trying to minimize <laughs> But in a way, I think it helps because it helps you from being like hurt so much does by it, something. Or does it make people feel invalidated in their emotions? Oh, mm. that's true. It's gaslighting in a way. 
Well, <laughs> we have problems with and also inertia. Like it's so hard to get us to move. Once we're moving, we're okay. But um, someone said it's mm-hmm. like trying to get an elephant to get up. Like it won't get up until it wants to get up. And like we mm-hmm. have this inherent just because of the fear of conflict and need for peace, it's, it feels sometimes like the only way to achieve peace is to do less. Because if you're doing too much, then that's, a, that's just many more potential areas of conflict. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where you yeah. being the sexual subtype can get away from this a bit mm-hmm. because you're able to take on different energies and get out of that and actually move and have a life that looks almost more active whereas mm-hmm. me being and I, I don't want to use this language because no one understands what it means right now but honestly actually you can go look it up right now okay you have google um but me being self-preservation uh-huh. subtype I Mm -hmm. lean into the feeling of like, I need to preserve my energy at all costs. And then that leads me to being very, Mm -hmm. just not moving and procrastinating. And yeah, it's not great. For me, I always thought that the way I'm able to, I guess, feed on other people's energies was just like, I I thought it was interesting. But maybe it's not. Like I'm able to, if someone's sad, like if I go to like uh, an event and everyone there's sad, I could go there happy, having a, the best day of my life. But if everyone there's sad, then I'll get sad too. If someone's angry, I'll get angry. Like I thought it was empathy, and if someone's happy, I'll get happy. Like it's yeah, I just take what other people. Yeah, you do have energy. that for sure. But I think like also the fact like if I look at your life from the outside, you look kind of mm-hmm. like a seven. You could be a seven. Whereas if someone looked at my life Mm -hmm. from the outside, they would legit be like, this one Mm -hmm. is a nine through and through. (laughs) There would be no, no, like, there's no other type I could be. (laughs) But I think, like, I'm less, because I'm, I feel what, like, I feel that empathy. Although, is it empathy? You know, in the Sleeping At Last song, the nine song, Oh, we should link to those mm-hmm. as well. Um, but the Sleeping At Last yes. song, um, he says, uh, the her lyric is, um, it looks it looks like empathy to, to mm-hmm. what? To understand both understand sides. Understand both but sides. But I'm just trying to find myself through someone else's eyes. Oh my oh. Gosh, his eyes. Yeah, that line <laughs> that line stood out to me so much also because that's when I was like, Oh, maybe I don't know myself. So that's when I went through that phase where I was like the type six was it the type six that has a fear of it has a fear of what? type five. Four. It has fear of no identity. That's type four. So that's why I felt that way because I was like, Oh, Oof. do I not know myself? That was a that was a tough but so what I'm saying is for him in that line he's implying that it's not empathy, but it's just trying to see yourself through mm-hmm. someone else's eyes. It's you going to someone and not knowing what you're feeling and just adopting their feelings. But I don't know if that's the case or if we Basically, actually yeah. do have empathy. I don't know. I think you would have more empathy than I would. Because I'm very Why do you like, say that? Being self-preservation. 
like the subtype it just means you're trying to preserve yourself at all times sometimes that leads you to shut out other people's emotions because you're trying to preserve your own en- energy okay. whereas you're more able to merge and like enter into spaces <laughs> um with with more open so minds and hearts yeah uh-huh Okay, I agree with that, but also I think that I do the thing where I merge with other people's um, emotions, or I mean energies, so that so that I can like, in a way, keep peace. Because if I if if I'm the same as them, mm. the same level as them, then we're never going to have wow. a conflict. That's amazing. I've never thought about <laughs> that, but you're so right. That makes sense exactly whereas me i think i'm i'm like oh the the solution is to isolate myself (laughs) because i'm just like i can't do that i feel like i can't be the same as everyone else huh that makes sense for me i know i i do that so that like and if if but then also it's not like i'll just agree with something i don't agree with yeah i just will like keep quiet huh I won't say anything. So then they won't really know that I'm not agreeing with I'm agreeing them or not because I just didn't Apparently, say anything. You know, like so. when people are talking um, about things and you like nod or you're like, yeah, 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 because you understand what they're saying and they think mm-hmm. that you're agreeing with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently that's a thing that type nines do a lot. Like we, people think we're agreeing with them and we're not. <laughs> we're just saying we understand. We Yeah, understand that's exactly what I'll do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly what I'll do. So yeah, so there's also okay, that other. So our basic fear um, is of loss and separation, which this mm-hmm. basic fear has never connected with me, and I wonder if it's just so deep that I won't even admit it to myself, or if it just doesn't quite fit. Does it fit for you? For me, I okay, I don't understand from what they mean your by loved separation, ones. or from people, right? Oh no, like that's, that's not, not the one that keeps that's not me up at night. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Like, I think I'm more my basic. If I had to pick my basic fear, it would probably be to be mm. if I was controlled, mm. being controlled. Yeah, which I guess is a type eight <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, but um, but to keep my like peace of mind and inner stability is something I'd peace be afraid mind. to lose my. Yeah. I think my peace same. of mind. Um, I'm trying to see if I. I mean, even even the type 7 fear of being uh, deprived and in pain, that seems more like me. Or even type 6 fear of being without support or guidance. Even being useless, helpless, or incapable. Literally every other basic fear appeals to me except the one that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> <And> I... <laughs> that's what I think it's so vague in terms yeah. of loss and separation. Like how how do you know it's with family? It might be lost and separation mm. of your peace or your <laughs> mind. Separating from your mind, losing your mind. Um, yeah, Ooh. we'll interrogate that in a future episode. <laughs> Before we outro. do the outro, let me just say that this was uh-huh. an introduction episode because you need to know what we're talking about when we talk about each enneagram type. But from now on, the podcast is going to be more fun, more lighthearted, less information-y. We're going to look at, as we Mm -hmm. said in the 
intro episode what was it like teaser episode <laughs> as we said in the teaser episode yeah uh, we're going to talk about celebrity types we're going to talk about tv character types we're going to talk about the types of larger concepts like the concept of podcasts what <laughs> type energy does a podcast have what type energy does twitter have what type energy does i feel like twitter has eight energy can i just say that right now like the, like i talk about the so right oh my God, we can such a big thing because it's like think the, think the people on twitter, twitter in general overall people platform design everything is eight <laughs> It just feels eight to okay. me. It feels like it's trying um, to control me. <laughs> well, that seems like something we need to unpack. I think Vanessa has and some problems eight. in Twitter. But, mm. um, so anyway, eight. yeah. So, um, <laughs> we're going to explore all those. So stay tuned for those. Um, and also, I just wanted to add, I hope you guys understood or got the gist of what the Enneagram is from this podcast. And if you didn't, I mean, you have a smartphone. Google's free. You and can also, Google we're going to link to the Instagram so we'll website. Yeah, so we'll look out for that. Yeah, sorry for being mean. We'll yeah, we'll also link to the to the, to the Instagram Institute. So yeah, yes, and also we'll put a picture. Or I think the picture might and be on the, the website, sleeping though. at last song. So that's a two for one. Oh yeah, well yeah, and the sleeping at last oh, album. We'll link so that too. Good. I really like that album. So. It's so good. It's one of the. I don't listen to albums. I don't listen to full albums, and but it's one of the, the albums podcasts I would listen as well to. that he did. Really. Oh, amazing! Yeah, sleeping at last would love to have you. <laughs> Actually, sleeping at last. If you're listening to this, we're huge fans. Please. Okay. Um, yeah. That has been the podcast today. I'm Vanessa, and we'll see you on I'm the next Tony. one. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.